while it may not look like it on the surface, there is a huge game for Alabama basketball tonight. Which team will we see? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. It's game day. It is game day, um, and we certainly want to talk about Alabama against Vanderbilt. And you know what? Let's go ahead and do that, I guess. Let's just go ahead and jump into it. Um, first of all, it should Nate Oates talked about the Darius Miles situation yesterday. That certainly could have an effect on tonight's game. Um, and Nate Oates, uh, there was one cryptic message in there where he said uh, – he was asked point blank, were there any other players involved? And Nate Oates said, hey, look, everybody will be available for tomorrow night's game, meaning tonight's Vanderbilt game. And at first that worried me on uh, on second thought and more reflection. I don't think it worries me because what else is he supposed to say? If he if he says anything definitive, um, it could get him in trouble. And I don't think because he uh, didn't give a yes or no answer, it is necessarily a bad thing at all. I think that he is just – uh, going by the book and saying, look, I, I, it's an ongoing investigation. I can't say anything. I mean, essentially. And he's just saying everybody is available for tonight. So I'm going to take that at face value and take it as, as good news. Well, everybody being available for tonight is good news. Certainly, uh, certainly d- didn't want it to see the, <laughs> you know, see it go the other way. Uh, you need everybody tonight. Uh, Vanderbilt's playing extremely well, like we talked about yesterday. Schedule luck is a big part of things, uh, and, and 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 you know it seems like we're catching playing their best basketball of the year. Uh, the real question, I think, for everybody, I don't think there's a question, Luke, about who's the better basketball team. Alabama's gonna be big favorite, uh, I, I, even though it's a road game. I think we all know. I think Vanderbilt will tell you who's the better basketball team, but um, I think the real question is where's Alabama's head gonna be. Is Alabama going to play in, in, in a funk? Or are they going to be uh, not focused? I, I think that that's the real question tonight about the mood and the psyche of the team and the attitude of the team. It's not going to be. It's not about who's the better team. Uh, I think we all know the answer to that. Yeah, we do. And Alabama is about a nine-point favorite tonight, uh, which I think is about right. I want to get more into the Alabama Vandy basketball history uh, in the next segment. But I think you you hit on something I wanted to say uh, with my thunder, um, that Alabama tonight either comes out in a complete fog and and just, you know, they just don't look like the same team we've been seeing, or I think this galvanizes them even more. Um, I hate to to be – it's got to be this either or, but that's the only two ways I see this going. I don't think you can come out um, and just play – okay basketball, you know, better than okay or something like that. I think this team is either going to come out as hot as they have been and and play awesome, or I think they're going to be a little lost out there. And I, I get either direction because, look, in the end, no matter what you think of the Jamal situation, and there are some people out there who have convicted him already, which is just wrong. You shouldn't do that. Uh, I was coming from Birmingham telling 
Alexander City to work this morning and I switched it over to a news station. I won't say which one, a national news station, because I was, frankly, I was a little tired of hearing about the whole Miles thing. I just respite. And the news, the first thing on the news, and this was a national news channel, by the way, on Sirius XM. And it said, former Alabama basketball player Darius Miles charged with capital murder for the shooting death of, and the way it was phrased made it sound like he was definitely a shooter, which again, it's a horrible situation all the way around. I'm not trying to get lost in semantics, but it just made me think, gosh, this thing just takes, you know, all these stories go a hundred different ways. The rumor mill is working overtime. Um, and so I certainly get it if the team is like, gosh, sort of at a, we don't know what to think. And therefore it's hard to concentrate on basketball. And um, again, no matter what you think of Miles, this this guy was a friend to a lot of these guys. They probably are as surprised by this as we are, is, is my take on that. Now, that's just me guessing, but I believe that's probably a very fair take. There have been some friends of my close friends who have done things I didn't think they were capable of, for sure. So, and it and it does take you back because, I mean, you, you think you know somebody sometimes, and sometimes they get involved in something you didn't know they were even capable of. So, um, I think that the team – uh, could look at it like, oh, my gosh, you know, one of our best friends is in a lot of trouble and it, it makes me sad and it's hard to concentrate on basketball. Or the reverse is true, that they go, hey, you know, the basketball court may be the only place we get a reprieve from this. We we are getting hounded by everybody. All of our, our friends are asking what we, what we don't know, what's true, what's not true. But if we get on the basketball court, we're just playing basketball again. And we can go – we can cut loose. So I'm hoping certainly it is the latter. And uh, I'm hoping that this this galvanizes the team. It might. Sometimes uh, things like that bring a team even closer together. The thing that's always that's impressed me about this team so far, Luke, uh, before the events of late late Saturday night, is uh, their mental toughness. They, they they seem like a really mentally tough team. Them. Uh, there has not been a dip in the season. They started the season playing great, and it's never really changed, even in. Uh, you know, that they, they just have, uh, I would say, maybe that UConn game they didn't play so well. Uh, but, you know, look who you're playing. So I think the mental toughness is obviously really going to be tested. Uh, even even physical abilities will be tested uh, to a degree, as we know, we've always struggled when we played in Nashville. Um, that's, that's probably the gym where, over the years, Alabama seems to play worse there than any other gym in, in the league. Uh, and, and, you know, you hope that doesn't uh, continue – but really, it is exactly what you said. It, it, it's it's a test of, of the mental toughness, uh, the attitude, the psyche. I, I call it the biggest challenge of Nate Oates' career is to get is to is to keep this team on the track they were on, and uh, and we'll find out tonight at seven thirty if they do. By the way, I want to tell everybody to go check out Locked On College Basketball. That is, of course, in the Locked On family. Um, and, and they do a great job. And in fact, I just noticed, and I can't wait to watch it, their latest episode uh, talks about should Alabama be the number one team in the country or the best team in the country. And so that certainly would be something worth watching. I know I'm going to watch it. Locked on college basketball. Get this podcast. You can get it on YouTube, too, because that's where I saw it. Locked on college basketball. Go check them out. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.net. Look at the little crawler if you're watching on YouTube. Tube. YouTube, 
YouTube. Um, BetOnline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. All the latest odds, news, and scores, they got them at BetOnline.net. You can bet on anything you want to. You could have been betting live on any game. You could have been betting on that Tampa Bay-Dallas game last night, which was, you know, bizarre. It's kind of a weird game. Or the Chargers and the Jaguars, whatever. But you got now you got the plus coming up this weekend. You got the Chiefs and the Jags, and you got the – Eagles and the Giants. And I mean, you got a bunch of fun games, Cowboys and Niners and a throwback game, uh, Bills and Bengals. How awesome is that? Go take care of those games. You know, you want to bet a little bit on them at betonline.net. And it's so easy to pay in, even easier to get paid at betonline.net. Betonline.net is where the game starts. Jimmy, we, we all know how good Brandon Miller is. I mean, we, we have waxed poetic about Brandon Miller for the whole year. I, I mean, I told you I saw him in the scrimmage before they won the European tour, and he was amazing. Um, and I just thought that's almost too good to be true. Unbelievably, he's better than we thought. Not only is he leading the league in scoring at the SEC at 19 and a half points a game, he was just named SEC Freshman of the Week for the fifth time. Uh, to put that in perspective, last year, Jabari Smith, who was awesome, uh, was SEC Freshman of the Week six times over the course of the year. We haven't played half the SEC schedule yet. So you'd have to assume Brandon have several more chances to get in there and uh, make several more awards like that. But here's a stat that absolutely blew my mind. Now, I'm going to give credit where credit due, credit is due. This comes from a guy named Jared Burson. Uh, his profile on Twitter says, college ball is the best, proud University of Michigan alum, proud ESPN alum. I don't know how you become an ESPN alum, but he is one apparently. Here's his stat. Here's the stat he threw out there. Alabama freshman Brandon Miller is on pace for more than 650 points, 275 rebounds, and 110 three-pointers this season. The only player in D1 history to hit all three marks in a season was Duke's Shane Battier in the 2001 season, which saw him win the Wooden Award and Final Four most uh, MOP. What is it? most uh, most outstanding player? Most outstanding I player. What? I mean, I couldn't get MVP out of my head, Jimmy. I don't know where yeah. that's, that's on me. I, I think I guess I call the Final Four MVP the most outstanding player of the NCAA. Yeah, I think it's the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament, which is yeah, that's right. The Wooden is the Heisman, and and. MOP is, you know, what you do in the NCAA tournament. Well, I just – that's an unbelievable statistic. We, we, we are – we need to be – again, it's so hard in the moment to really cherish what you're watching. Same thing I've been saying with Bryce Young for so long. Like it's – we don't know we were even seeing. He's incredible. And when – I'm going to tell you something. When the draft highlights – or excuse me, when the NFL draft comes around and they start showing highlights of players that are about to be picked and Bryce Young's probably going to be the number one pick if the trades go through, um, they're going to start showing highlights and we're going to go, oh, my God, he was so much better than we remember. And this is what's going to happen with Brandon Miller. Um, he's just unreal. That statistic just blew my mind. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Alabama Vandy. Of course, tonight, as I mentioned, Alabama is a nine-point favorite. Vanderbilt did beat Alabama last year, as you mentioned in the previous podcast, 82 to 76. It has won five of the last seven games. But, Jimmy, do you know what the all time record is? In Alabama Vandy. Yeah. Uh, I do not, but let me guess because, man, that's going to be tough to guess because I, I, I got to first start out with the idea of 
how many times have they played? I got to be in that ballpark. Uh, I'm going to say that Alabama versus Vandy. Uh, I'm going to say Alabama has won 55 times and Vandy has won 25 times. 55-25. Is 59-53 in favor of Vanderbilt? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm completely picking out of the blue. I sort of got there with the amount of games. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Because you came within a few numbers of one of the numbers, you uh, I came within a few numbers of one of the numbers. Wow. So, Vandy, that tells me, Luke, that uh, early in the series, let's go back. Uh, I bet there was a stretch in the series. Let's just going to assume that was in the 60s that uh, Vandy routinely beat Alabama. I would, I, I would, because I, I, I don't think Vanderbilt beats Alabama more often uh, over the last 20, 25 years. I don't think so. They did have a three-game winning streak in uh, 2015, 2016. They played twice in 15, once in 16. Um, they had a three-game winning streak in uh, 2010 to 2012. I mean, uh, you know – they have been a thorn in our sides. And that's – let me – somebody brought up an interesting point on um, another basketball forum I'm a part of. They said, you know what, I'm kind of glad we're playing Vanderbilt tonight versus playing, say, Tennessee or Auburn or some, or maybe even at Arkansas or whatever. Because, look, if you're, if you're going to have to deal with what happened this past weekend, the Darius Miles situation, if you're going to have to deal with that, you'd probably rather play a team that – you can beat with your B or B minus game. Like you, you, you couldn't go to uh, Neville Arena and beat Auburn with a B minus game, I believe that, or, or go to Tennessee in Knoxville, Thompson Bowling, and beat Tennessee with a B minus game. So right. now the, the downside is if we're in a bad enough funk, we lose to a team we know we shouldn't lose to. That's certainly the downside. But I right. prefer to have a game against one of the league's worst teams. I mean, certainly I would prefer to be, play old Mr. South Kakalaki, but it is what it is. We get Vanderbilt. They are not awesome. They have won their two SEC games at home this year, um, and they did put up 63 in the second half against Arkansas in their last game. And what's interesting about that, we were going ballistic about how hot Alabama was, scoring 59 in the first half against LSU. Vandy put up 63 on Arkansas yeah. in the second half. And it's the last half they played. Again, that's the team we're getting against a little bit of some unfortunate schedule luck in that way. Uh, but it is a team Alabama can out-athlete. They don't have a Brandon Miller. They don't have uh, even even a, a Noah Clowney. Uh, Alabama just has more good players than Vanderbilt. That's why I think Alabama is going to win the game. Uh, I, I, I sort of like the idea of, hey, Alabama never, you know, if, if you're ever going to show some mental toughness, it has to be tonight. Uh, this team seems to really have that. Uh, my feeling is it's going to play out like situation normal. That I, I think that's how it's going to play out, and that's a testament to Nate Oates uh, and the leadership uh, on the team, including uh, somebody like Mark Sears, who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, I, I, I just have a lot of confidence in, uh, in, the, in those guys' toughness. I'm going to throw this out there, too. I think two guys are key tonight. Brandon Miller is always a key, so, I mean, it's hard to even, you know, don't don't even say – you know he's a key, okay? I think Mark Sears and maybe Noah Gurley are two huge keys tonight. Mark Sears because he plays more minutes and he's an elder statesman. 
in that he's played a lot more college basketball. And Noah Gurley, because he's been with the team, I guess, the longest. I guess he's the guy that's been with the team the longest, right? It was Miles. So, now, now it's Gurley. Now, it could be Quinterly. Could be Quinterly. Yeah, because see, we don't think of it because Quinterly had that whole red shirt year. Yeah. He was yeah. at Alabama a whole another year. I think Quinterly and Miles showed up at about the same time, frankly. So I, I guess I'll throw Quinterly in there. I, I'm, I think we're going to need some Osman leadership tonight. That's what I think we're going to need. This is a young team. People forget it because we've been so good. You know, our, our best contributors are mostly freshmen. Now, I mean, Mark Sears is certainly in there. But, uh, you know, when you talk about Clowney and Miller and uh, three Riley freshmen and Griffin. Starters. Three freshmen yeah. starters. I mean, Bradley, Miller, and Bradley. Clowney. And Badiaco is a sophomore. Yes. <laughs> Sears as the uh, as a junior as the uh, oldest starting player and and even though he's a junior he just got here uh, because of the transfer portal. All right, so we both think Bama does win tonight. We both think Bama comes out on top, right? Yeah, I do. I think Alabama wins. I won't be surprised if it's closer than some think, but uh, I, I, I think Alabama wins. And 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 there's legit concerns about their psyche. Uh, no doubt, but I, I think Alabama will dispel that and, and actually play hard and, uh, and and play pretty well. That, that's Okay, when we come back for our next segment, we're going to talk about some of the uh, coordinator news. Okay, Jimmy, so Pete Golding out. He's already at Ole Miss. In fact, he, today he tweeted a shark emoji, which back in the day when he tweeted an elephant emoji meant a commitment. So I'm assuming Assuming Ole Miss is getting a commitment, you know. Again, kudos to him. We know he's a good recruiter. So that he's Walker Howard, Walker Howard out of the transfer portal, the quarterback from LSU, I think is going to Ole Miss, which is a big, big thing for. I mean, Walker Howard's a really, really good player, uh, and it will be a big deal over there. But I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what that shark emoji is for. Could be. And here's the thing about Walker Howard. First of all, um, the Howards are related to my ex-wife, uh, so I've met a lot of them. Jamie Howard. Uh, super guy, Jamie Howard, who is Walker Howard's dad, is also the one that threw all those interceptions uh, against Auburn in 1994 that allowed Auburn to come back and win a game and their winning streak going when Terry Bowden was the coach. So I don't know if any of you knew that. You probably did. But um, I just always find that interesting. Walker Howard is a good player. Uh, his going to Ole Miss uh, be a big deal because it looked like for all the world he was headed to TCU for a minute. So uh, right. now he's headed to Ole Miss apparently. Um but Pete Golding gone, uh, I think, look, I, I was on a show this morning um, out of Montgomery, and the host, who will remain nameless, just so people don't send him any hate mail just in case, uh, we were talking about potential hires for Alabama's D.C., and I said, look, I don't know how popular this is with, with you or anybody else, but I said, I am pro Jeremy Pruitt. If it's okay to hire Bruce Pearl show calls, if it's okay to hire Hugh Freeze back in the SEC, if it's okay to hire Bobby Petrino back in the SEC, I'm all for hiring Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, it's all about what do you bring to the table? Yes, it does not feel uh, squeak clean. It certainly doesn't, but the sport is not squeaky more. So I think if you want to win, I think you do what you need to do. And I'm fine with it. The host was like, I will, I'm, he, who's an Alabama fan, was like, I'm never going to accept this. I don't like it at all. I would hate it if he came back to Alabama. And I understand that in, in the sense that, um, but I think that's an old school way of thinking. I think that now you got to, you just got to step up. You don't have to get 
completely in the muck or anything, but I mean, Jeremy Pruitt wouldn't do anything anybody else wouldn't do. And, and um, it's, we've got people with probably less morals in the conference and in college football, college basketball, whatever. And, um, you know, I'm pro Jeremy Pruitt. I, I certainly do hope that it happens. Yeah. I'm pro uh, Jeremy Pruitt myself. Uh, if I, if, of, of, you know, the main candidates that are out there, the guys certainly talked about the most. Jeremy would be my first choice. Assume there's just some things that we don't know. Um, Alabama, uh, before you can hire someone in Jeremy's situation, you have to thoroughly vet that with the NCAA. You have to talk to NCAA lawyers. You have to talk to SEC lawyers. Uh, you, you have to basically get a worst case scenario. Hey, if we hire this guy and then there's, you know, and, and it comes out bad for Tennessee, what are we looking at? I mean, because the NCAA show cause language and the statutes pretty, pretty, pretty significant. Uh, you know, there's language that says whatever sanctions attach in that case would then attach to your new employer if you hire, you know, him in this situation. So you, you have to just check and see, okay, what's our worst case scenario here? I don't know the results of all those talks. I, there, there's no way for us to know that. But if we want to go so far as to assume that we've learned that it wouldn't be that bad, then then Jeremy Pruitt would be my first choice for certain. And, and my second choice, uh, Lynn Schumann from from Georgia. And uh, frankly, as we as we record this, I mean, our information changes all the time. But as we record this, I suspect that it's going to be either Glenn Schumann or Jeremy Pruitt. And there's a scenario in which it could be both in which you hire Schumann to be the defensive coordinator and Pruitt as an analyst or a position coach, uh, because that might might make the fallout from the the NCAA uh, investigation in Tennessee even easier uh, because because now now he's not in such a high position of power like a defensive coordinator. So I think it, it very well could be uh, Schumann and Pruitt. Uh, I, I think it's something that could happen. Uh, but but that's all coulds shoulds. We'll see. But you know as, as we speak, Luke, uh, I, I think those are the two most likely guys. Uh, and then I'd throw in uh, you know maybe Jim Leonard from Wisconsin, maybe Jimmy Lake from Washington, uh, maybe Derek Ainsley. Uh. The first four guys you mentioned, I think, if you get them on any in any combination on this staff, it's home run. I hate to use baseball terminology with ball, but that's a slam dunk, uh, uh, icing the puck. I don't know. Um, is that bad? I think, bad. bad. I think icing's bad. <laughs> um, so, okay, now let's talk offensive coordinator here for a second. Okay. Uh, I think it's clear to anyone who has uh, eyeballs that New England is going to be looking for an offensive coordinator, needs one desperately. And it sure seems like, according to reports all over the place, that their number one target may be Bill O'Brien. Uh, let's all cross fingers for that because I think it works out for everybody if Bill O'Brien were to leave, and I wish him well. So be your choice now with Garrett Riley gone from TCU to Clemson because, frankly, that was my choice, and now I just don't know. Right. Offensive coordinator seems a little more wide open, and by that I mean it, it seems like the, the field's very large. Uh, it seems uh, There's not as much information, I think, out there as far as OC goes. It could be that Alabama hasn't done too much work on it in the sense that Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator – uh, is still in his office working, I'm sure, today as we speak. Uh, 
I'll throw this name out. I, I didn't really believe it early on, and I'm still not sure I believe it now, but a name that's come up a lot in the last few days that makes some level of sense is Joe Brady, the former LSU offensive coordinator, helped LSU win a national championship in 2019. He then left LSU to go to the NFL, which is his stated preference, by the way. Joe Brady has not been shy about saying, you know, I kind of prefer the NFL to college football, and that was before the portal and NIL. So, you know, I, so I, I'm not optimistic that, hey, this is something that could happen, but hey, this this word Bama would be interested in talking to or has talked to Joe Brady. Uh, as we speak, Joe Brady is the QB coach of the Buffalo Bills. So they're still playing. They're still in the playoffs. Uh, and, and you can't really formally talk to him uh, under NFL rules until his NFL season is complete. Uh, Brady's really interesting because he's been in the league. He obviously had a ton of success in his one year in the league, winning a national championship. As we look back at LSU team in 2019, Joe Brady, uh, as you look back on it, you see, you know, they had Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and uh, you know, uh, Clyde Hilaire at, at running back and just a ridiculous uh, accumulation of talent LSU had on that team. So, uh, but that, that name's come up. I have some doubts. Again, he has a stated preference for staying in the NFL. He's currently Josh Allen's QB coach, which tell, that's a great job because, you know, how much how much work do you have to do? Hey, Josh, go out there and plan it again. Yeah, sure, coach, and then you you look great. Um, you know, so he's got a good job. He's in the NFL. Uh, I, I, I'm not and, – and Nick Saban doesn't know him. You know, Nick, Nick, Nick's pretty big on on relationships when it comes to that, that sort of stuff. So I – I'm not a full buyer here, but uh, those uh, whispers are loud enough to the point I thought I'd mention it. Yeah, that team also had Thaddeus Moss on it, who was out of bounds, by the way, by remembers LSU Alabama 2019. Um, Alabama wins again. Yeah, revisionist history. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys a ton. Be sure to go check out Col- uh, Locked On Basketball. As I said, they talk about Alabama's potential best team in the country. I know that we say that all the time as Alabama fans, but it's nice to see some national recognition in that regard. So go check out Locked On College Basketball. You can get it anywhere you get it our podcast. So appreciate you guys a ton. Thanks for all the recent feedback. Even some of it has been negative. Some people have said they don't like my story. Okay. You don't like my stories. I'm going to keep telling them. I, I, don't mean that mean. I don't mean that mean. I've heard all your stories and I, I like the retellings. Yeah. I, and because they change, sometimes they change, you know, when you get older, you, you make the story even better in your mind. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, we will talk tomorrow. And until then, roll tap. Roll tap.